Craft Beer Radio, episode 153 on January 20th, 2010. Welcome to Crappy Radio, where blah 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 blah. I'm Greg Weiss. And I'm Jeff Baer. And today, the beers that we are drinking have something in common. They all have fruit. Fruit added. And nuts, if you count nuts as a fruit. Some, a some of them are fruits. Pecan is a fruit, right? Hmm. I have to look that up. I have the interwebs in front of me, so I can tell you. I mean, like, cashews are a fruit. But right. pecans... So I'm not even sure where to start here. So I'm just going to grab one at random. Oh, and I grabbed the pecan one. So this is the Abita Pecan Harvest. Oh, it's technically a droop. Pecans are a fruit. There we go. And they're hickory. Oh, yeah? They're right in the hickory family. So we had a bit of a conversation on Twitter because we talked about pecans recently did we do a pecan beer recently or brought it up but james spencer and basic yeah, the, brewing the, um the texas shiner was a oh yeah that's pecan. it that's it so he was congratulating us for for saying pecan right so pecan 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 Instead of like pecan or pecan or pecan yeah Abita is a brewery in Louisiana. Yes. But a uh, listener, Bill from Texas, sent us these with all those Texas beers that we've been doing recently. We actually are going to be doing three beers from them tonight because they do a whole series of different harvest ales with different fruits and nuts in them. Okay, so here, let me tell you some vitals on the Abita Pecan Ooh, Harvest. That smells good. Alcohol by volume 5%, IBUs 20, color 19, I guess that's SRM? Yes. Uh, so it's sort of a. It's it's a lightish amber. Seems like nineteen would be way too dark. Nope, nineteen is pretty accurate oh, according okay. to our uh, poorly printed color sheet here. Nutritional facts for anybody who cares: oh, yes, one hundred fifty calories, eleven carbs, two point six grams of protein, and total fat. As most like in most beers, zero grams. Yes. So this beer, the color we told it a nineteen, but that makes it a. You hope to light it's it's a bright orange. Down, down at your table level, it's a darker, darker orange, almost brownish. Uh, it's slightly cloudy, but there's enough clarity to see my finger on the other side of the glass, even though I can't really see Greg through it. I'm, I don't usually read marketing speak, but because nuts is double entendre, it, it makes for some funny stuff. So okay. let me just read this. Uh, first of all, I say that it's made with uh, real Louisiana pecans, uh, to- toasted Louisiana pecans. Uh, that makes it something really special because most beers with a nutty flavor or aroma aren't made with real nuts. This ale is excellent served with both red meat, seafood, gouda cheese, and no surprise here, it's also great with nuts. Try kind of harvest with gouda cheese. Didn't they just say that? They might have. <laughs> hey, honey, love why don't you nuts? try this and um, see if it goes good with nuts? <laughs> that's almost that's, that's a, definitely a post-show material thing, so I'll stop. I'm sorry. But there's an example of, of why I don't read... You know why I try to not read uh, marketing speak. Because they well, repeat themselves? They repeat themselves, and that makes it something really special. That tells you nothing about a beer. Yeah, so the aroma is big and malty. My first thought is that smells kind of like a barley wine. You know, There's that big, rich, caramelly malt flavor there. A Bredian slash caramelly. At 5%, it's, it's no barley wine. It has a smell that you know is beyond its means then. 
It's a really nice smell if you like the smell of nuts. <laughs> okay, Greg. We get it. <laughs> I mean, that was partially meant, to, but, but also true. I mean, if you like the smell of roasted uh, troops. Gotcha. So in the flavor on this one, it, it's the 5% is more showing. It's not this big, full-bodied mouth filler like it smells like it's going to be like this big barley wine it's it's a lot it's a lot thinner bodied uh, a bit aqueous i dare say for those who are just catching in the crappy radio aqueous is our clever word for watery watery in a not bad way you know right. there's, there's watery if it just tastes like it's water on top of something yeah. instead of that it, where this one when you drink it it has it's just lighter it's lighter you know it was weird the way this hit me was there's almost like this chilled ice water type um, mouthfeel, like they kind of rolled across my tongue too, where it just seems it's less, vi- much, much less viscous. It still smells great, but the flavor, there's a little bit of nuttiness there. I think it's good. It finishes with with, with a nice nutty uh, flavor in your mouth, and mm-hmm. and uh, so now I'm starting to tune in more, and it's reminding me more, you know, brown ale, nut brown ale. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what they were saying in the marketing speak, right? right? Where this is nuttier than those nut brown ales, which never have nuts in them. So it's kind of a very similar style. has a lovely aroma. The flavor doesn't really fill out like the The flavor does. of the beer is not fantastic, but it finishes great. And it leaves a great mm-hmm. aftertaste, yeah. which makes, I think, it really good for food. So it can wash down and then leave this sort of nutty aftertaste that will combine <coughs> with that will combine with other mm-hmm. flavors that you're eating. So really good for food. Not the best beer if you want to be uh, just loving every sip and, and, and experiment, you know, just rolling it around in your mouth. There's really not much there except for the aroma, the initial nutty taste, and the aftertaste. Mm-hmm. But that makes it still good. I, I'm still uh, imp- really impressed with the aftertaste with what comes out off of it. So, Give any thoughts on what you'd want I mean, to it's pair kind of like, with? Like, a good example or something, another alcoholic drink that is the same way for me, I guess, would be sake. Okay. Sake is, it kind of doesn't really have much flavor when you're downing it, but it has this great floral aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's really where, you know, the enjoyment comes in. And here the enjoyment is coming in in the aftertaste of the beer. Gotcha. So you mentioned this goes good with food. Aside from what you read in the marketing speak, do you have any um, thoughts on what you'd want to have with this? Let's see. They mentioned Gouda cheese twice, and it makes sense because Gouda is mm-hmm. a nutty cheese. Yeah. Well, anything that you can think of that would be like pecan and crusted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would certainly go well with this. Anything that can use just a, a, a little bit of that nutty flavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would definitely pair well with nuts. Like I'm thinking, like uh, wilted salad or something like that with, with some yeah, with sure. some walnuts or something on it. You know, the nuts and the nuts would would pair well together. Um, other than that, I'm thinking like something. Always something, use two nuts. <laughs> it's enough of the entendre, Greg. That's like a quintuple entendre now. Uh, <laughs> I'm also thinking like something something on toast. I'm not sure what, but I'm thinking of Google with something on toast. Nutella. Yeah, hazelnut. <laughs> that right on. Yeah. I'll tell you what but it wouldn't like go toast. well with. I don't think it would go well with, with citrus. So like mm-hmm. anything with like lime, you know, any Mexican food or something like that. It wouldn't. I don't think it would go well with it. It might. Uh, well, then again, the Spanish use a lot of nuts in their food, and but and that's sofrito, but they're not necessarily limes. I don't know. I'm thinking more like a, a a a tart a tart flavor may not work too well with this. 
and it has any sort of tartness to yeah, it. I'm trying to think what kind of like major meat group would go well with it. Um, maybe pork, but I'm having a hard time. Now this 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 needs. I think you need red meat. I think you need red meat. Yeah, I think you need some some cow or some game or something like okay. that. I'm not necessarily feeling that, but oh well. That's that's our thoughts on the food. You ready to move on? Yes. Let's jump around. Let's let you do all the abitas in a row. Let's stagger them. All right. So the next one we'll do is the Thirsty Dog Raspberry Ale. Unleash the flavor. Unleash the flavor. Here's, uh, here's some. This is sessionable. 3.9% alcohol by volume. Yikes. That's a little beer. That's uh, less than one standard drink. I've used 7.5%. So it works just no. Well, I've used 7.5, rather. Original gravity, 8.8%. Plato. I pop the cap on this thing, and I don't know if you smell it all over there, but my immediate vicinity here just filled with the raspberry. Oh yeah, uh, essence, big time. Uh, these are raspberries added after fermentation, so this is not a uh, not a syrup being used. Well, that that's definitely a a good smell. It doesn't smell sweet and sticky or medicine-y on the aroma. It smells like it. <sighs> It smells almost too good to be true. Like it smells like you know what it smells like, like, like the raspberry eisbach a little bit. Mm, okay, okay, but it, it's such a potent and raspberry flavor that hasn't been mutilated at all by being in beer that it almost smells like it's air freshener or something. You know, it doesn't smell like what you think real fruit would do. But it says real raspberries. The thing is very clear, very golden. It's just a nail as a base for this raspberry beer. This is one I can see Greg through the glass. It's super clear. Probably filtered. Now I can see you, but you're upside down because of because yeah. of light diffraction. Tastes like soda pop. A little bit. I mean, it just tastes like a, ras- a cherry soda or raspberry soda or something. There's not much overt beeriness here, right? Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's a light maltiness, but it's definitely taken a major backseat to the raspberry flavor, which does not taste medicine-y. Mm-hmm. Uh, well done. But it tastes it tastes so much like soda pop that you're you're thinking that it, it has to be artificial, right? <laughs> I mean, just because you don't expect real raspberries used in a beer, beer to come across like that. The irony here is that this... This is a better soda pop than soda pop. You don't have any, you know, mm. massive amounts of sugar in here. That's, that's a very good point. Uh, you know, have um, I mean, there's sugar in here, obviously from the malts, but it's not sixteen. It's not mm-hmm. a cup of sugar like right. which is in most sodas. And you know, you're getting lots of flavor. You're getting a little alcohol, so okay, you know, not exactly. You can't exactly pop two of these when you're having lunch at work, but uh, you can pop two of these, three of these, you know, at home. At four percent, this is very, very. I'm sensitive. not sure if I'd want to drink multiple twelve ounce glasses of this, but the uh, splitting a twelve ounce bottle is plenty, and a single twelve ounce bottle, I think I could do. Mm-hmm. It's a, but yeah, it's almost something you want to drink when you want soda. Yeah, this is. Uh, this might be something you want to keep around if you just want something really light. Really light and just kind of tasty mm-hmm. and and summertime. Yeah, this is this is a, a fruity lawnmower beer. You know, hot, sweaty work outside. Uh-huh. Come in, drink this guy. You get a little refreshment and raspberries at the same right. time. 
pairing with it, pairing food with this would be really interesting. Salads, I mean, obviously, anything that you know, yeah, anything with raspberry vinaigrette. You know, you could probably pair it with like any you know, acidic raspberry swirled ice cream. Maybe might be an interesting yeah. pairing, or maybe just a chocolate fudge swirled ice cream or something. Okay, so I'm with you. Anything acidic and or creamy, mm-hmm. it would probably go well with. Anything else, uh, it, you know, it, it'd be lost. Like meat, it, it would you'd lose the flavor. I think. What do you think about using this? To to reduce down to make like a, a, a dressing or something like that. I think you're better. Uh, you know why waste it in that sense? When you better when you, when you can get just like a raspberry infusion. Well, actually, I was going to say because it's not that expensive, but it was an orange cap of Three Sons, which is the more expensive beers. I it, I think if you're going to make a raspberry infusion, you go with some fresh raspberries and mm-hmm. you know. Good point. This is well done. It uh, drank you know most of my glass, and it it's. Still tastes like a good fresh raspberry to me. Very well done. I'm impressed for uh, a beer that you know you would think be marketed to girls in high school. <laughs> Much better than anticipated for that one. I was not anticipating any. I wasn't really. Um, I didn't have a preformed conception on it. So <sighs> raspberry ale. I mean, I had anticipation that it was going to be just. Fruity, gimmicky, not solid. And that was solid. It was good all the whole way through. Back to Abita. This is their Strawberry Harvest Lager. Okay. Again, made with real Louisiana strawberries. I don't, I don't think we have a pronunciation problem with that one. Louisiana. <laughs> L-A-S, yeah. I'll pronounce the, the E's in Louisiana. I'll do it. Shame me if you need to. <laughs> I won't. This beer is a, a straw yellow, slightly cloudy, but I can still see Greg through it. That's going to be our new uh, our new visual thing. Can you see your uh, co-host through the show or through the beer? 4.2% alcohol by volume, sessionable, just over, you know, the 4% limit, just over a standard drink. 13 IBUs. Uh, SRM color five, so pretty light. pretty cool. Yeah, light light frothy head on this guy. It seems to be. I thought it was dissipating, but then it was reinvigorated. Hundred twenty eight calories, eleven grams of carbs, one point seven grams of protein, ought grams of fat. I'll be able to enter all this into my food journal for today to know mm-hmm. exactly how many calories I drank on the show. That's awesome. 64, because you're having half of it. So it's like an MGD Less 64. than half, because we still oh, have. Yeah. So. Smells pretty good. Smells like um, strawberries, but, but more like if you think of a strawberries, uh, strawberries and cream type, how that aroma comes across. It reminds sure, me more, yeah, yeah, yeah. More yeah. like strawberries and cream than just straight strawberries. So a little like um, strawberries and like cottage cheese, like a little bit of that curdiness. Yeah, yeah. Good aroma again. Again, just an aroma I just want to keep breathing in. It's not as potent as the raspberry oil's aroma, but I'm really digging it. Strawberries wow. and cream in a beer. <laughs> it is very creamy. Holy smokes! <laughs> That's pretty. I'm salivating. Yeah. After drinking that, it's, it's tasty, isn't it? it? Remarkably tasty for a fruity beer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yikes. What do you think gives it that creamy character? Boy, I, I don't know. I mean, there's zero fat in here, so there's no cream added. I, I, you know, so some beer, beer people might be thinking, oh, there might be lactose in there. I'm, I'm not feeling it, that it's not... I mean, maybe. 
I'm not really feeling lactose in this. Well, they said that they're picked the strawberries late in the season where they're at their sweetest. Maybe that has something to do with it. Mm-hmm. What I find interesting is 128 calories, right? So MGD 64, two of those or one of these, which would you rather drink? One of these? Yeah. <laughs> and it may not be... I'd rather drink half of these than yeah. one of one MGD 64. I mean, here's some actual... Fl- I mean, okay, it's not... It's big flavor on this guy. Right, but it's not like, you know, okay, your traditional, you know, big maltiness or hoppiness, something like that. It, it's it, it's different, and it, it, it's fruitiness. Every it sip finishes dry, too, right? So mm-hmm. this isn't a beer that you can't finish because it just grows and grows and grows and gets too sweet. It wipes off your palate each time because it's fairly highly carbonated. And uh, this might actually go well with a lot of foods, too, because it's so dry. Mm-hmm. That fruit flavor, I mean, I can think of that fruit flavor adding things like burgers. Adding to something like, um, you know, chicken or something like I'm that. I'm thinking like it could add if you had like a citrus fish or something, a tilapia or swordfish or something. You know, yeah, the, yeah. The citrus and the all the because strawberries are kind of a citric fruit, right? They're not citrus, but there's a lot of vitamin C in there. There's a lot of acid in in strawberries, so I could see those working with some kind of white fish with a citrus sauce. But I can really see this going with a burger. Uh, yeah, I. I I think you're right. I mean, this can go with a lot. This is very versatile. I, I think it could go with gamey foods, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe not the really fatty ones, but more lean, like a venison, maybe duck if it's done a certain way, it would go well. But I think the fat might kind of wreck this beer. The strawberry is, I think, even better handle this than the raspberry was in the Thirsty Dog. Uh, the creaminess really helps because it... it you know, even like we said, the raspberry Thursday dog didn't really have um, it. Didn't have a, a so I've a had medicine-y, I'm sorry, a medicine-y flavor mm-hmm. to it. It did kind of stick around a little bit, whereas the creaminess in this is making is just giving it a much lighter tone. So I've had this beer before, but it was a beer that was out of date. Um, it was a beer that we could get at our homebrew club when we offered these things called Trunk Treasures. Right. One of the guys in the homebrew club had a deal with one of the wholesalers in the area that he could go through the out-of-date beers and the broken beers and buy them from the wholesaler. And he would sell them at the homebrew club meetings. And you could get you know, cases of great beer uh, just slightly out of date. Or maybe a year out of date, but it's a beer that ages for 10 years for ridiculous prices. And I bought some of this. It wasn't as good as this because it was old. It was abused. But it was still a tasty beer then. But this is fantastic. Yeah, this is really good. You know, I I almost had the impulse to say it. I think I'm going to say it. I'm going to say, wow. Wow beer. Wow beer. I mean, you know, sometimes just strange things hit you, right? And I am so impressed by how they used fruit in this beer. It's... It's really good. I'm like giddy because I'm enjoying this so much. I don't know if it quite comes off as a wow beer to me, uh, but it, it's it's like a strawberry candy, you know, strawberry cream, cream, and cream candy, mm-hmm. and it works. It's it's really it, good. It's like that oh, the beer that we had at the Great American Beer Fest, the strawberry shortcake, which you would not expect strawberry to, shortcake. To, to work, and it works. If I remember right, I think this is better than strawberry shortcake from Shorts Brewing. That one had a very... That had more uh, angel food cake type flavor to right. it. The strawberries and cream, I think, works better. Mm-hmm. They're both amazing beers, though. Yeah. I don't know how either brewery manages it, but they're both amazing. Okay, so now we're off to Founders Brewing in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And this is their Charisse, a cherry fermented ale. 6.5% alcohol by volume, 15 IBUs. 
So they used to do a beer called Rubeus, which was a raspberry beer. And they decided to support the local economy more and buy Michigan cherries instead of imported raspberries. Mm-hmm. So they retired Rubeus and started doing Charisse. So fresh Michigan tart cherries. And they say a no-hesitation malt bill, whatever that's supposed to mean. I'm not sure what that means. I guess, you know, just just add it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they add fresh cherries of five separate stages of fermentation. Yikes. Is there really five stages to fermentation? Well, I guess you, you well, could... But but the, the marketing speaks as five separate stages of fermentation. So that means that you can delineate five different stages of fermentation, right? Or they just delineate them themselves. That's know. just adding strawberries to five times during fermentation, right. not yeah. the five separate stages. Yeah. There are two stages of fermentation, right? <laughs> Well, I mean, there might be more, right? Because there's the there's the aerobic stage where it's breathing in the oxygen. Then there's that's the anaer- not actually fermentation. They have the fermentation starts the anaerobic stage. Uh, that could be argued, right? I mean, you might be right technically. And then there is the anaerobic stage, which is the rest of it. But during the anaerobic stage, there's there's high croissant, and then there's um, you know it starts settling out. And then there's the diacetyl rest. So that's four stages right there that I know of, and I'm not a fermentation scientist. So maybe there is five stages of fermentation. This beer, we didn't say the color. This one's red. <laughs> the cherry color comes through on this. It's, yeah. So it, it's not bright red. It's not like it's not like um, what's that soda? The uh, the uh, Mountain Dew. Like <laughs> I was thinking of the old timey stuff. The Navajo. The it's like Indian something or another. It's, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's it's a orangey reddishness. Uh, it's I guess you could. It's a little bit light in in color, so it's not. Like so a it's deep not. Dark it's not red. a brown nail with a hint of red. It looks like it's was a gold nail, which was turned very red. Yeah, it looks like gold nail that somebody dropped a couple of food. You know, yeah. red number five into. And and the aroma, there's a lot of cherries. Um, they come across interesting. Let me see if I can describe the how the cherries smell in this aroma. They're tart for sure. It's it's almost like um, it's tart, but there's a little bit of sweetness in there. Think of like a black forest. How the cherries are done in like a black forest. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had one. Okay, comes across like that because I'm thinking of the one time I had I had a steak that was stuffed with black forest stuffing, you know, cherries and and the, the, the sauce, and it comes across kind of like that in the aroma. We often say deep dark cherry when we're talking about malty stuff, but this is real cherry, and this is it's significantly yeah. sweeter. Uh, in in its aroma and, but you like? Do you smell the skins? I'm like I'm smelling like whole cherries, not just like cherry candy or anything. I'm, I'm like I'm, I think I'm smelling like well, you're skins. smelling cherries without added sugars. Yeah, and other st- it's got a nice tartness to it without being overly Ooh. overly mm-hmm. strong. Uh, and I, maybe that's what I mean by the no hesitation malt bill because they're, they're throwing a lot of malts in there to kind of keep mm-hmm. the tartness down some to to, to balance it out with some sweetness. And you know, mm. it's very, very tasty, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that's good. Not as exciting as I was for the, uh, you know, the strawberries and cream, but very good. Ooh, this is really, really good. Six point five alcohol. It's, it's it's higher than the other ones we've had so far, and that helps it because it helps it give a little bit of a of a backbone, I guess, gives a little bit more viscosity to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the cherry flavor is is just like take some some cherries, cook them, macerate them up a little bit, cook them in a simple syrup. Tart cherries, 
on a simple syrup. Yeah, there's a little bit of sugar in there, but but not like not a lot. It's not like cherry pie filling. Nowhere near there. Yeah. But think of like I don't know if I want to say like wild cherry ice cream. A little bit, just a little bit of that. But again, that that black forest pie, that black forest, you know, on your meat type flavor. It's, it's right in line with that. Very inviting. The tartness makes mm-hmm. you want to drink more. This would go well with chocolate desserts. Yes, yes, you're you're right. This will go well with vanilla ice cream. Better. I mentioned vanilla ice cream for the thirsty dog raspberry. This would be better because it's more deeper and, yeah. and acidic, and this would cut the fat of the ice cream better. I don't know if I'd be as blasphemous as dropping a scoop of ice cream in this, but that might work out well. <laughs> a series float. It might work out really well. That's really good. People are so down on fruit beers. You know, they'd say, oh, fruit beers. No, I'd rather have, you know, hop this, hop this, big imperial stout this. Some of these are fantastic. I mean, really well done. Uh huh. I agree with you. I mean, maybe we got lucky. I think we, I think the last fruit beer show we did. We were pretty happy with the results, too. We didn't have too many gimmicky ones. We're making for a very hard show to rank. We're getting there. No kidding. Well, you've already had one WoW beer. How's this one go? I love it. But it, it didn't make me want to <laughs> blurt out WoW. I'm not sure what that means, because I really like it. And... Don't be surprised in my rankings if they're backwards. I don't know yet. It's not just the quality of the beer. Right, yeah. It's a component of the beer that just shocks you. And the Bita shocked me. So we're going to go on to the last beer of the night, and it is another Abita. And this is their Satsuma Harvest Wit. Do you know what Satsumas are, Greg? Or is the internet going to have to help you out on that one? I have to go to the interwebs for an explanation. S-A-T-S-U-M-A. It's a citrus fruit. Looks vaguely like an orange. Well, it looks pretty much almost exactly like an orange, actually. The illustration on the bottle makes it look more like a peach, but I'm sure your picture on the internet's better than a Well, I mean, the the cross-section, I mean, come on, that's orange. That that ain't no peach. Yeah, you're right. And, hey, peaches are not citrus. These are citrus. Mm -hmm. You know, citrus are are sections with... with So... It's a it's a Chinese fruit. Okay, beer pours. It looks like a whip beer. It's it's semi clear. I can almost see Greg through the glass. I can definitely see my finger on the other side of the glass. I can see Jeff and his microphone. There is a uh, thin, silky head across the top. It's only about an eighth of an inch thick. Okay, Aroma. so oh, go ahead. Alcohol volume five point one percent. IBU seventeen. SRM five. Nice and golden. Nutritional facts, 155 calories, 11 grams of carbs, 2.4 grams of protein, total fat. Zero. Zero. Awesome. 0.0. Smell is spice. You know, it's... And and citrusy. You know, an orangey citrus. Don't just... Focus on the spice. This is definitely uh, a wit. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to get the citrus really, but I'm getting the spice. I'm getting this. This it's it's a combination of of coriander, like you'd expect, but I'm also getting a lot of white pepper. I can see that. Absolutely. 
I think white pepper is the one that describes that most. It's, it's a lot more zingy and spicy than I expect coriander to be. It'd be almost a tad clovish. The more I smell, the more I'm smelling cloves. Okay. And maybe a hint of cardamom, but I think coriander yeah, plus white pepper. Orange and cloves. Orange yeah. and cloves, big time. Which are great, great flavors mm-hmm. together. Yeah, I can see them working together. I, I'm trying to smell clove, but I'm not getting clove. Onto the flavor. That's very smooth, very inviting. It's it's luscious, it's velvety. And the the citrus flavor is not very acidic, right? It's it's more I'll call that creamy. I'll say the citrus flavor is more creamy than you expect from like orange or of grapefruit or citrus or it's it's smoother. The smell had me fooled that I was gonna get something a bit more flavorful the the essential the essential oils of this fruit do not seem to pack a lot of punch and so it's really kind of like a very very muted tangerine mm-hmm. citrus wise i mean it's there you could definitely tell it's there but i'm getting a little bit of aqueousness from this hmm. i'm getting a little bit it just it feels just a little bit too light like it needs something more. It needs some something to give it some punch, and maybe it's just because the other beers have been so so well rounded mm-hmm. and really fantastic. This one just is, is giving me it's leaving me a little something to be desired. See, I, I'm digging it. I, I I think I'm able to grasp that Satsuma, where it it's not as acidic as an orange, but yet gives me a lot of of orange and tangerine flavor, like you said. And then the spice is is a full. It's a mouthful in its own. The spice. It's it's the the little bit of coriander. I'm getting still getting lots of white pepper. Maybe a little bit of cardamom. I'm still not picking up clove, even though I'm trying to get what Greg was taste smelling. I'm not disappointed in this one. This one's good. I'm getting definitely more spice than I am. Although there's de- there's definitely a background of 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 citrus, but it's just it it's not as big. And as bold as you might expect, I'm enjoying that it feels it's this, watered down. The citrus part feels watered down, whereas the spices feel you know nice and and. and see, up. I don't. I wouldn't call the citrus watered down. I would call it mellow. I would call it unassuming. By design, I, I think it fits. Well. I think it's a well put together beer. I'm really not that I dislike the beer, but I'm not enjoying it as much as the other ones. Mm-hmm. I find it very nuanced, very delicate. And not bland, not washed out. I think flight may have changed the perception of, mm. of this beer. If we had this beer first, it might have been different. All in all, this was an amazing flight Yes, of five fruit beers. All right. Uh, I think it's ranking time. I think you went first last time, so I, I, I will do the deed. I want to put one at number one. I want to put the other one at number one. You know? It's like, you know... One gets there just by sheer force of of power. One gets there just by making it so unique. But uh, I guess I'm going to work off of total enjoyment factor. And the Founders gets me number one this time. It just... uh, Barely... (laughs) But I just love that tart cherryness, big deep dark cherry. Oh man, that was good. Uh, number two, uh, strawberry beta harvest lager. 
neck and neck. I mean, that was such a yeah. good, such a good beer, such a such a well designed beer, well crafted, well everything about it was was great. And man, I can <laughs> I can see myself enjoying that with so much of her food and just. I almost said wow. I almost said wow. See, it has a component to it that just is so outstanding and shocking that everyone should try it, right? Yeah. Everyone needs to try that beer. To get this beer fresh and if you're – if you're beyond the phase where you just need to have everything hoppy – I mean there was not a hoppy beer in the bunch here. If you're beyond the phase where you need to have everything hoppy, you'll love this. If you're still in the phase where you're like, uh, I just want, I want hops, 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 you may think, uh. but as I said before earlier in the show, there's a tendency among a beer aficionados to kind of poo-poo fruit beers. None of these beers were bad. Not not a single one of these beers were were anywhere close to bad. Only one of them I mm-hmm. felt didn't kind of live up to the rest of them, but just maybe because of flight, right. I'm going to put the uh, pecan harvest from Abina next. I, I really enjoyed the th- that end pecan flavor was just was extremely enjoyable. It, it, the, the flavor ended so nicely and and completely. the The actual flavor of the beer itself was not all that you know, not, nothing to write home about, but what came off of it was really great. Then I'll put uh, Thirsty Dog Raspberry Ale. Great use of raspberries. Didn't taste syrupy, although I think that you know you can't really have one or you know more than one of these. The raspberry might just kind of add yeah. up on you. Yep. And then uh, Harvest Wit from Satsuma, just because I and it might be like like I said eight times already, just because of the flight. But it just it seemed to be less less accentuating the fruit than the other beers. So I'm gonna put that last. So my number one beer is not my wow beer, right? It's going to be this Reese from Founders. It was more complex, more versatile overall, right? It just goes with so much stuff. Uh It was just wonderful beer. And I stick to my guns. The Abita Strawberry Harvest was a wow beer, and everyone should try it because it was a ridiculous use of strawberries in a beer, Uh and it was wonderful. Third, I'm going to put the Satsuma from Abita. I, I... Again, this is one that Greg and I really disagree on. Where I thought it was delicate blows, aren't we? Hmm? We're gonna come to blows. I don't think we have to, but (laughs) I thought it was delicate and nuanced, and I really enjoyed the complexities in that beer. Uh, Number four, I'm gonna put the raspberry ale from Thirsty Dog. I'm gonna put the the pecan beer fifth. It it was a little bit of a hard luck loser, a little bit not. The aroma was wonderful. I thought it smelled like a barley wine. And then the mouthfeel was, was a lot thinner than that, a little bit aqueous. And, you know, Greg talking about really appreciating the pecan after pecan aftertaste. And I didn't get that so much. So it's not a bad beer, but I'm going to have to put that behind the other ones. Not at all. I'm giddy because we did a beer a show with all fruit beers, and they were all good. Because that's not something you necessarily expect. We we're trying to bust expectations left and right today, aren't we? Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Cheers to all of you. Out I like there. your your silent salute. That yes, uh, <laughs> they they really, all felt it. Yeah, it really helps on radio. They they all felt it. They're all in tune with me. 
Uh, we appreciate that you listen and uh, stuff. As we said in the beginning of the show, and it's important, blah, 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 blah. That, that sums it up. Doesn't it? Yes. After all these years, that sums it up better than anything I've ever said. Thanks, Greg. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks, all of you. Thank you for listening to Craft Beer Radio. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at beer at craftbeerradio.com. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. Visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. The opening and closing music is Last Hurrah, the band The Lights Out. You can listen to more of their music at their website, thelightsout.com. Some people get a longer fuse. Some people's shoulders are big enough to the abuse. But they never say what you can't hear